salutations, how we doing, what we doing. It's been a long time since I've done this, and uh, I'm not even 100% sure what I'm doing with this right now. I used to be one of those, you know, podcast every week podcasts, and then I hit my hiatus due to, you know, military things, and I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Then I came back home, like, yeah, I'm back in the States, I'm going to do this, I'm back to it. And I had like a run where I knocked out a couple, but things just ain't been the same since, right? And I just don't want it to be that way no more, but I'm kind of trying to figure out where my aim and my direction is going to be. I renamed the podcast and everything, just let me vent. Um, and really, like, I had a I had an aim and a target at first, and I even thought about changing the name again, excuse me for the bumpiness, I'm back in the whip again, doing what I do when I do it, but... I haven't been able to like produce the way I wanted to and I guess like the easy the easy answer to that is that the motivation has just been lacking for whatever reason the motivation has been lacking it's like just not just a lack of motivation but a lack of stuff for me to focus on like when I first got here like I was having an issue like being in housing being dealing with the housing situation in San Diego the shit is crazy right now like there's a lot I didn't know about what happened in the States when I was gone, right? Me being in Japan, I was insulated from a lot of the effects of the, of the, of the pandemic that happened. Like, it was a lot going on that I didn't take into, for, take into account. Like, I knew we had hit some type of economic crisis in the States, but I did not know to the degree that it affected everything. And I make the joke all the time. I tell people, like, I realized it was fucked up when I came back home. When I went to a Denny's and it closed at 10 p.m. And that shit blew me. I was like, what? Like, Denny's being closed on a Friday night at, like, 10 o'clock is, is bananas. And that's like, that's like a Walmart being closed. Like, even me from, you know, little old Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, it's a bigger city, but it's not the, the most popular city. Like, places like that just don't close. Like, they, they don't close at all. And when I realized that. I realized the degree to which people were losing money. And I feel like they probably tried to open back up and maintain once the, you know, once the restrictions were lifted. But maybe the pandemic wreaked so much havoc that it wasn't sustainable to operate like that no more. Maybe it was a situation to where, like, the it wasn't cost effective for, for companies to keep operating at that level that they were used to given issues with the supply chain and, and stuff like that. Like, stuff I just had no idea that it was that bad. I was super ignorant to it. And now I, I kind of feel like an idiot, like, thinking, you know, people in the States was acting the fool. They was wilding for no reason. Now, it turns out that's definitely a reason. Shit is, like, fucked. It's still fucked up. Compared to what I was dealing with in Japan, to me, stuff is still fucked up. Like, yes, things in Japan get shut down to a degree. Things were closed. Like, there was an issue getting things. But I believe the infrastructure over there, it being a, a smaller place and people being more on more the same accord, understanding what closing the business meant and then being more, uh, I guess, more family oriented there because you got older. You know, it's a country where people ain't really left and moved and immigrated like that. So the families that have been there have been there for like since Japan was Japan. So it's a, I would think it's a little bit more insulated. You got a, a tighter group, a tighter network, tighter network. And just, you know, more overall unity on how to get through things together as a family. And then culturally, they're probably more, I, I would say, they're, they're different than us 
and they probably don't spend on certain things and they probably provide a lot of their own resources. Like stuff I don't I can't know for sure, but like just looking at it, that's that's just what it seemed like to me. Like it was just a, a better controlled situation and maybe because it was easier to control, like the citizens I'm not gonna say they're obedient and that they don't have their own minds, but they pretty much seem to follow the rules over there. Something that Americans have trouble dealing with. Like our whole mentality is like you know, rule, schmoo, fuck that. I'm going to do what I want to do because I'm American. We have a rebellious spirit about us, and it's something that's cultural in us. It's like to, to rebel and to fight. We, You know, they hype up the revolution and shit like we had to fight for independence as a nation. I mean, well, the people who were initially here had to fight for their independence as a nation, right? And then they used the people that were in servitude to help supplement that on either side. But what I'm saying is, culturally, we have... A, a model of independence and, and revolution. If we feel like something's going wrong, we're going to stand up and say, well, we don't like it. We're going to fight for that. Now, that's just us. So maybe that's why, like, whatever restrictions didn't work. You got people in the government going back and forth about what's right for the citizens. And like, it, on the, from the outside looking in, it's like, are you concerned about business and the economy? Or are you concerned, are you concerned about your people? And for me, I think those things are one and the same. Like, I can understand the economic reasoning for not wanting to, like, close everything down and and not want to restrict people's, you know, ability to go and spend money because our, our nation, our, our, the way our economy works is built on capitalism and commerce. Like, there has to be people buying things in order for our, our economy to, to keep going and to keep moving. So I understand those concerns, but looking beyond that, it's like, well, if you don't have people to spend money because they're dying and they're sick and they're buried in hospital bills, it's like the economy is going to suffer anyway. You're going to lose the workforce. So who's going to spend the money if nobody's working to gain the money? And who's going to do the bidding pretty much of the wealthy, the people who own the companies that create the jobs if there's nobody here? If people are sick, because typically the people with the lowest income are the ones who fall victim to illness because they can't get the resources they need to keep them from being sick. Just my brain. Right. So me seeing that and me going back to me seeing that the Denny's was closed on a Friday night. It's like we, my family and I just flew into Cali. We, we flew into Cali for Japan. Like it was like our third flight. Come to find out we got fucked over and customs held us up so we couldn't get through the line which made us miss one flight and made us miss our connecting flight. We had to settle for flying, you know, into Orange County and then just getting a rental car from there and proceeding from there and going off of that. Right. So we didn't, we didn't even really expect to be there. Nonetheless, I damn sure didn't expect Denny's to be closed at 10. And that's when I, that was the, my first inclination that something was wrong. Something wasn't the way it seemed to me back in the U S and, you know, even with my the housing situation, it's like it makes you realize how savage people really are, how how twisted people really are when it comes to making this money on one end. And then two, was it more survival? And that's what I what I'm not 100 percent sure. On. Like, what is it? Was it a means to an end to keep whatever they had going afloat? Or was it just, you know what, let's be predatory about this. And since we know things are jacked up and people are struggling with housing, let's let's gouge the prices. Like let's 
let's really hit these people's pockets. Like, you know what? Pandemic, pandemic hit. We lost money. You're going to lose money. Because I couldn't afford this, my business took a hit due to this pandemic. Now I got to raise the prices on everything. Which kind of makes sense if you, if you have a supply chain issues and you can't get your normal, your normal inventory of what you would have to provide to people, all of a sudden, that old excuse of like, hey, we ain't got it, man. Supplies is messed up because of the, the pandemic. We can't sell you what we would normally sell you. People get tired of that shit. So people, if people can't spend the money on the stuff that they want because you ain't got it, they may go elsewhere because they got it. Or they may just no longer have an interest in their product. And if you got all this inventory or whatever this product is, whether it be something like as simple as paper, which is a component of something else, it's like, damn, I can't even go to y'all for what I used to do. You know what I mean? What I used to go to y'all for because y'all don't have this that goes with, y'all don't have X that goes with Y, which goes with Z. So now the, now the product as a whole is messed up because one component of the product is unavailable due to supply issues. When you do get some of that shit in, now it's like, well, because I lost all this money on this, now I got to raise the prices up because if I don't do this, I won't be able to make ends meet. That, to me, is understandable. And I can, I can understand in some roundabout way beyond my understanding that maybe that would have, that's what affected the housing market here in San Diego where I'm at to where it's like, hey, I, I got to bump up the rent because if I don't, these other properties I have, which I had to let go of because people lost their jobs and there's no way to rent people now because I'm, I'm losing a property that I got a short sale. I got to let go for a lower amount because I don't have the tenant to rent it to. It's like now I have to upcharge you on the other properties, right? Because I have to cover the cost of losing that. And to me, that's what I, I think happened. And that's what I was going through when I first got back. It's like just dealing with the housing market being fucked up and everything being more expensive. Like, I then, my, you know, my kids are getting old. Like, the short trip to me to go pick up some food real quick, some fast food, which might have cost me like $15, $20 to feed four people. Now that's just like $40 because my my daughter's a teenager. My other one's five. It's like everybody getting big and nobody getting smaller. So you got you got to feed them people. Like, the kids are growing out of clothes and shit. So I was going through a lot. While living in, not even in my own space, I'm bouncing around from hotel room to hotel room. So I had that in my brain, that to get off my chest and have to talk about. And then after, you know, I got a place. Um, luckily, I lucked up and got a place. Government provided because the rest of the rest of the places out in San Diego and Chula Vista where I was living is was crazy. Like the amount of of the amount of increase in the rent is wild. From where I used to live, it's like I can't even afford to live there no more. Like that's the first time in a long time I felt poor. I think the last time I felt this poor is when I was in Bahrain or Dubai or something like that. But me coming back to San Diego after being in Japan and living somewhat comfortably, even though I was going a lot, I came back to San Diego and I tell I never felt so poor in my life. I feel poor, like working forty hours, sometimes more than forty hours a week on short duty, making decent money at my pay grade. You know, being able to survive, like, I still feel poor because of the, what's going on with the housing. Like, even, like, the military housing is trying to keep up. Or you got BA to give me all that. And I know it's, that's what it's meant to be for, but, like, absorbing all the BA is still leaving people out here fucked up. I heard about people on active duty living in their cars because it's too expensive to live out here. 
Like, it's, this is not a city where most people are going to depend on at least active duty. You don't know the city that well. So it's going to be difficult for you to move around, like, on public transportation, right, with our, with our military schedules. It's like, if you got to be to work at a certain time and your way, your access to getting there is limited, like, you're more than likely going to have to buy a car. So then the price of vehicles go up. The price of gas go up. The rent is going up. Like, the food, the price of the food is going up. Everything's going up. But the amount of pay you get is pretty much the same. And they recently did this shit where like, hey, we gonna we gonna kick y'all up, uh, we gonna bump y'all BAH and shit up. They gonna bump the BAH. But then if you live in housing, housing gonna take all that shit anyway. It's like that 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 bumping BAH don't mean shit to me. That's just going straight to the housing company. So you know, kudos shout out to everybody who's getting the, the housing bump and it's gonna help you. Um, happy for you. Sucks for those of us in housing. And I'm, I'm really actually happy for the people, hopefully the guys that are stuck in the hotels get this BAH bump and it hits them too, even though they're not living in quarters like that. They need, they need it coming from somebody who, who, um, was dealing with that shit for a while. Like, but them, them folks need it. Cause I was in that situation. I recently attended a training, like right next to one of the, uh, the military hotels and, I've been out of the hotels. I got here in July, was out the hotel by like late August. Like it's October and I seen somebody who was in the hotels when I was in the hotels. The same woman I saw in the, in the housing office trying to get her stuff straight. He's still in the hotel. She was like a room away from me. And to me, I'm like, damn, that's, it seems bad and it sucks because I know it's frustrating to be in the room just with your kids all day long. It's, it sounds terrible. To say that, but it gets frustrating having just that many people in a room, in one room, the majority of the time. I can see how that would get irritating. Cause you feel isolated. I did it for a little bit. Then we, we went to like another spot and I got a place that was a little bigger for us to stay in. And it wasn't as bad, but like just seeing that amount of money go out of your pocket because you're only going to get so much covered. And it's like they expect you to like, I'm not going to settle. Like there's certain things I'm gonna require if I'm gonna live there. The school it's gotta I gotta feel safe and the school's gotta be different. I mean, the school's gotta be decent. But what's different is than what I what I thought. Like I thought I was gonna feel safe and I, I for the most part I feel safe, but another component of the the pandemic that I didn't that I didn't know I wasn't aware of is like the homelessness situation. It's it's wild I I didn't know it was that bad. Like I knew it was bad. In certain spots when I was previously here, but it's, it's like it exploded. It's magnified. Maybe because I lived in Chula Vista and I didn't really see it like that over there, like really at all. So like I remember seeing like maybe one one homeless person over there the whole time I was there. Somebody that was out down on their luck. Maybe a few people holding signs. You know, they was new to the block because they were still clean and they was like they had the whole family out there. Like you know, to the point where they had to sit, sent the kids away to live with somebody else, now it's bad, like, it's real bad, you see motherfuckers dope fiend leaning, just people just picking out of trash cans left and right, and that's always been the issue with San Diego, but, like, it's, like, real bad now, now that these, um, these effects of the pandemic have hit for real, for real, and I just, I dealt with that, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm figuring that out, trying to figure out the best way to make the finances work. There's certain things I want to do, and I'm not going to be able to do that because it's going to take money away. I got to figure out how to get to some, you know, asset gaining 
purchases versus things that are going to take away from my account. So I'm trying to work that out of my brain to figure that out. And I think, you know, it put me to a point where I just want to relax. Like, I don't want to do anything that feels like work. And me doing the podcast, really, without having all my stuff, right, and my normal equipment where I could just get mobile and get in the car and do it, it kind of feels like work. So down to the point where I'm trying to figure that out. You do it on the phone, okay, that's okay. I get a little microphone so I can do it on the phone. I try that, the audio ain't as good. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'm trying to figure it out now. I'm holding the phone right now as we speak. But, and in the car, on the way to work, just like I used to, or on the way home from work, just like I used to, back back when I first started doing this. That was supposed to be the whole premise, but, you know, I got used to doing it another way, and I kind of like that. But we'll see where it goes. Anyway, all of that led to me really valuing my time where I wasn't stressed out and it happened to be my free time. And then that's when I would typically do my podcast thing, but I just, I haven't had the motivation. And then there's a lot of stuff in my mind, like a lot of stuff I'm seeing. And I think it's, you know, bad on me for the most part because it's what I'm ingesting and I'm looking at this stuff and it's interesting to me. But then again, it's like, I don't, I almost feel like I don't want to talk about it. Like I've never been. I never wanted to be the type of person that um, I kind of wanted to be. It's, it's weird. Like I, it's like I've there's certain levels of success I wanted to achieve while trying to do this podcast shit. And even like even if I went to YouTube, but I don't want to be like famous. Like I want to I want to be good in that arena, but I don't really want to be seen like that. I want to be able to go somewhere and do whatever and have nobody talk to me. Like it's weird. It's like I would like to be famous to a degree. I would like to be uh, known, not famous. Like, okay, yeah, this guy, he has a good podcast in the third, and that's pretty much it. Like, that's cool. Like, if somebody was like, oh, yo, I know your podcast, it's cool. I'm like, okay, work, and then keep it moving. That's the extent to, of which I'd want to, I want any degree of success. I want to be able to monetize eventually, and we got to be right now, and I want it to be respected. That's pretty much it. Like, as far as, like, fame, for real, for real, like, that's not something I'm looking for. I just want to be able to monetize and then potentially build a network and go from there. Anyway, that being said, it's like, I also don't ever want to be one of these likes, get subscribe people I see on YouTube, even though I know that's a way of them achieving monetization. So that's the point where I mess up. And then there's a lot of stuff on there I see that I want to talk about. It's like, there's certain names on YouTube and the certain uh, people that are getting interviews, and I have no idea who these people are for real. And I'm just trying to figure out like who this who this person is, and what do they mean to like the rap industry, the music industry, and why they're so prevalent. And this and the third, it's like there's a lot I can say to you about these people, but I don't really know them. And then I start watching interviews and starting to get a a feel for who they are and what they do. And it's like, okay, cool. And then there's some names I do recognize. It's like, I recognize DJ Academics, right? I recognize that the way he goes about shit and the way I go about shit, those are two things that don't align. That's not something I would ever want to be involved with. And I'm not the people I would ever want to be around. He's successful, yeah. And it makes me, like, even though it's another black man, it makes me look at our community and look at how things are like fractured inside the community and it's like it, 
I'm not expecting nothing to be utopian. There's always going to be differences between people, even though the same nation, race, tribe, neighborhood, friend group, whatever. There's always going to be differences, but you can work through those differences. But just for me, some things are just it's it's inexcusable based on my set of beliefs, my personal morals. Like there's just certain things that I I don't want to be connected to, and it ain't even got a hundred percent to do with him being connected to six nine or that. It's just the way people go about certain things is like just stuff I just not something I would want to be a part of, right? And I understand how he's a polarizer figure and that kind of feeds media and things like that. It's like a lightning rod for attention. But me, I would just I would just go about things differently. Maybe that's why he's he's notable and I'm not, and that's something I'm hundred percent okay with. hundred percent okay with. Like if I gotta do it like that, I don't wanna do it. And it's, it's been on my mind, and that's been, that's been what I've been wanting to talk about recently. But then again, it's like, that ain't nothing I want to talk about. Like, I feel like for me to hop on my itty-bitty, itty-bitty platform, my podcast, whatever you want to call it, and say things about these people that I don't agree with how they how they contribute to our society, I feel like I will be a part of the problem. And that's not something I'm willing to do. So that's pretty much why I haven't done anything, because... That is what has predominantly been on my mind, and that has not been something I wanted to participate in. So I'm trying to figure out a way to give y'all some decent content without me talking about stuff that's constantly recycled in the news, in the I would say the urban internet news cycle, and for and to still you know maintain some type of relevance instead of just getting on here yelling about my football team. But I may have to just push my focus towards back to my everyday life and sports or something and just not talk about stuff I'm doing in my off time or whatever because as much as I want to talk about that stuff it's like man it's it, it really just wouldn't sit right with me knowing that or with me having the feeling like I use that to push my platform forward because I see so many people doing that like copy and paste like oh this person said this about this it's like damn does anybody have an independent thought about anything or are you just talking about somebody who's more prominent and what they thinking about and that's just something I don't want to do so I feel like I'm going to have to take a break from that and figure out where I want to aim myself and I don't really want to attack politics and shit like that because you know military it's just a sticky situation to get into to where you don't really want to say anything about it because consequences and repercussions man consequences and repercussions is all I'm going to say about that so I'm going to do my best to get back at it like I miss it uh, I miss the process I miss the feeling of like knowing I went and did something and being able to put it together and push it out so I'm going to get back to it until then I'll get back at y'all when I can but I got to embrace the struggle man the struggles will make them love you man I guess I don't know until then peace